Everybody, this is Robert and Brady, and you're listening to Healthy Voices Radio. We just finished up episode four with Dave Bexfield, who speaks about his website, Active MSers, and Life with MS. What an incredible interview, huh, Brady? He really is. He's a true inspiration. Um, you know, the way he talks about when you're di- being diagnosed with a chronic condition does not mean your life is over. It just means your life is going to be different. And the way he inspires others to keep living this different life is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, I totally agree. His motto, be active, stay fit, and keep exploring, goes across all health conditions. And I think it's definitely an episode you guys are not going to want to miss. So stay tuned and enjoy. You are listening to Healthy Voices Radio, where you will hear podcasts featuring stories from our Healthy Voices family, hosted by amazing advocates, interviewing amazing advocates. Now, here's your Healthy Voices Radio host, talking all things health-related, Robert Brining and Brady Dale Morris. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Healthy Voices Radio. Healthy Voices Radio is produced and sponsored by Jansen, the founder of Healthy Voices, a groundbreaking leadership conference created exclusively to empower online health advocates. For for more information on Healthy Voices, please visit HealthyVoices.com. Follow at Healthy Voices on Twitter and Instagram for up-to-date updates on this podcast, as well as Twitter chats, webinars, and the 2020 conference as well as so much more. Also, a little housekeeping real quick. Some disclaimers. If you need medical advice or have questions about your treatment or condition, we urge you to speak with your doctor as we cannot provide medical advice. As a reminder, for regulatory guidelines, we are not permitted to discuss any medications or products during today's episode. Information posted or shared will be done so in a public capacity. Do not share or post any information about any other people other than those on the podcast today. And last but not least, Jansen paid for Robert and I to host this podcast and produce the episode and series, so all thoughts expressed here are our own. With that said, hey, Robert, how are you? I am so great, Brady. How are you doing? I'm so excited to be back on the airwaves with you and for another great uh, interview with another great health advocate. Absolutely. It always feels good to be back in the saddle knowing that we're about to, to speak to an amazing individual. Speaking of yeah, which, number four. Number four. Let's go right into it. Um, tell us, who are we talking to today, Dave? Robert? So, so, uh, so today's guest is uh, Dave Bexfield. And for those of you who aren't familiar, I'll read his bio and then kind of share a little bit about why we chose him to be on the show. Uh, Dave Bexfield is the founder of ActiveMSers.org, a website designed to help motivate and inspire those living with multiple sclerosis to stay as active as possible physically, intellectually, and socially, regardless of physical limitations. Established when Dave was diagnosed in 2006, ActiveMSers is today the largest and longest-running personal MS website and has helped hundreds of thousands of people with MS from around the world. Um, through his encouraging website, blog, and social media platforms. Uh, his, Dave's motto is be active, stay fit, and keep exploring. Now, Dave Bexfield is somebody who breaks the mold, cracks jokes, and cracks down the walls of stigma um, surrounding MS. So please help me welcome the hilarious and very, very influential Dave Bexfield. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, we are fantastic, Good. and we're so excited so excited to have you here today, Dave. 
Um, I cracked the mold. Oh, I like that. All right. That sounds good. And I also crack people up. So that's even better. That you do. That you do. And that's the reason, like I said, Robert and I probably wanted to reach out and have you on today's uh, episode is because we met you at Healthy Voices and um, Healthy Voice Conference uh, both in Chicago and in Dallas. And Dave, you are one of those advocates that that really knows how to convey really hard things in a very lighthearted way, and you do that through comedy. Um, and so we were just really impressed by you and really wanted to have you on today to talk about and highlight multiple sclerosis. So thanks again for being with us today. Sure thing. So let's get in. Um, Dave, how did you begin? I'm like, tell us your story. What? How did? When were? How were you diagnosed with, with multiple sclerosis? Uh, well, it was in 2005 when I was watching Sports Center on ESPN, and uh, suddenly my right side kind of started to go numb, and then it went really numb, and I was freaking out a little bit. Uh, my wife had already gone to bed, Laura, and so I went in there and let her know that I was just going to run off to the ER and just to see what was going on because I couldn't really feel my right side. And she was half asleep, and she said, sure, go go for it. Um, have fun. So uh, I, I went off to uh, the emergency room, and uh, doctors did not think it was a stroke. Um, I'm a pretty fit guy. And he said, eh, it could be MS. And after a bunch more tests, uh, they figured out uh, it was. But in the interim, I lost about 10 pounds in a month because I was freaking out. And I was thinking, oh, man, you know, my life is is over. And uh, everywhere on the Internet, I'm just getting all this doom and gloom. And I was uh, I was getting even more and more depressed. And I finally said, you know what? I'm a writer. I'm a funny guy. I'm a hopeful, optimistic person. Uh, why don't I just do it myself, and I'll I'll start my own website. So that's when Active MSers started, uh, and literally I was diagnosed a few days after I started my website. I, I knew that train was coming, and uh, the official diagnosis confirmed that, yes, I had multiple sclerosis, and so I, I devoted my uh my efforts to helping others and that was yeah all the way back in 2006 gotcha well dave for our listeners can you kind of give a little brief synopsis what is multiple sclerosis uh it is a disease and uh, an autoimmune disease where it attacks the uh, myelin or the coating around nerves uh, and usually in your brain and spinal cord and when those get frayed and it, the signal gets disrupted, things get disrupted. So, uh, for instance, with me, I have all sorts of challenges. Um, yeah, I've got walking challenges, and I've, I've had eyesight challenges. I've had cognition issues, uh, bat, uh, bowel and bladder issues. Uh, I can't really feel things that well below my chest. Um, uh, I've got spasticity out the wazoo. I don't even know what a wazoo is, but <laughs> way, way past that. Um, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's a host of messes. Um, and MS is really unusual. It can look like it's doing nothing, and 
people can look totally healthy and other folks can be completely incapacitated. So it's so they let me let, it, it, let it me ask you this: is there is there like a certain I, I, you were diagnosed in 2006, um, and you were how old? Thirty something, right? Uh, yeah, I wish I was thir- I was 37. Yeah. Okay, so you were 37. Which is pretty common. Um, I mean, it, for, is that the age like oh, kind of where people are diagnosed? For, for, or? <laughs> before I before I, before you, uh, I'm going to jump in and say typically MS is diagnosed between 20 and 40, maybe a little bit later, but not, I mean, you do have young kids getting it and older adults, but usually it's right in the heart of when you're kind of just getting to be an adult. Right. Now, is MS something that is hereditary, or is it something that it can be caused by something? How how exactly is it, uh, um, you know, started? If, if you can uh, answer that. I mean, I'm, I don't know anything, so I want to know. <laughs> People have people have no idea. There there's some clues that maybe if you're closer to if you live closer to the equator when you're in your teens, the odds of you getting diagnosed are low. But if you're born say uh you know, down in Central America and then you move to Minnesota when you're a teen, your odds are are higher because the higher you go in latitude, uh, your odds of MS go up. That's why Canada has a pretty high uh, number of MS people diagnosed. And the farther you go south, like Florida, not as many. So it's it's Mm. bizarre. People don't know. So location couldn't play a part. Mm, Or sunlight, or they're not sure. Mm They're not sure. <laughs> so let me ask you this: You said you know you were, you created the website Active MSers before your diagnosis, and you know you were already had your feet on the ground, wanting to um, you know get out there and help other people. Were you always that kind of person? You know, um, before your diagnosis, somebody to help somebody, the kind of you know the helper friend. Um, I I don't want to say I was Mister Altruistic, super nice guy. Um. Uh, it, uh, I think active MSers has kind of helped me get to that point, but I'm not going to say I was I was a I was a great person beforehand. But now I can definitely say <laughs> I am completely awesome. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. You are completely <laughs> awesome. So I love it. Well, the day tell me so, you said some of the symptoms that you you face you cannot basically feel anything from your chest down. Is that is is that typical? You said that there's a range of kind of symptoms for someone living with it. With yeah, yeah. No, it 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 varies so much in everybody. And when I say I can't really feel, I de- I mean I can feel some, uh, but it's really numb. It's sort of like when your arm falls asleep and then you can't wake it up. But that's how it is all the time. Um, so I, I, I might not know my legs are crossed in bed or whatever. And now that my disability has gotten progressively more challenging, I mean, my MS has been aggressive. Uh, I was using a walker after three years. That's not common. A lot of people will live 40, 50 years and they might not even need a cane. So uh, for me to be using a wheelchair, three and a half years after diagnosis is 
is pretty abrupt and uncommon. But like I said, this disease, uncommon. Everything you think is it could happen, uh, yeah, it, it might not at all. So, and that's that's one of the things that I discovered early on uh, with active MSers is don't try to predict your future because you will fail. Uh, you get out that little magic eight ball. It, it, yeah, just figure it will say, do not know, ask again later. So um, it, it's it, it's not worth the effort. Well, Dave, I'm curious. You said something about you know your initial diagnosis, and I think this is something that all of us across all chronic illness conditions can relate to is that you became very depressed and, and everything after your diagnosis. And then you said you eventually just got to where you said you just kind of picked yourself up by your bootstraps. Where did that strength come from? Um, because I realized midway through my depression and weight loss that I wasn't getting any healthier. I was making myself worse and worse. And uh, I didn't want to, to live the rest of my life this way. And I still, you know, I've always been a traveler. And my wife and I went around the world when we were first married, and we've always just loved to explore. And I wanted to do whatever I could to keep that going. And I thought Laura deserved me at my best, not me at my okay, me at my best. And so that's why I've always strived to be uh, the best person I can be for myself and for her, for my family, and then I've since done that also for my friends and then for all my new friends with this disease. I want to show people how they can live life way better than what they might expect uh, when they're faced with a chronic disabling condition that, that they just don't know what their future is going to look like. That and that's so true. That's absolutely beautiful the way you the way you put that, Dave. Um, and you mentioned your wife Laura. Are there um, which did your family or other friends play a part? We, we talk about needing that support system when we are diagnosed with a chronic chronic condition. What kind of part did did your friends and family play in in that? Well, they've uh, they've all been so incredibly supportive. Uh, and we've been really fortunate. Uh, we haven't lost any friends due to this disease or to my disability. And we've maintained a lot of our traditions. We've got friends, I call them the Gang of Six, and then we have the alternate Gang of Six, and we've got other people. We get together with people on a regular basis, rotating dinner parties and that sort of thing. Well, now that I'm a lot more disabled than I was, obviously, when I didn't have this disease, um, They've had to make some changes. They've included me with, still with almost all events that I can go to, but they'll lift me up and carry me into their house uh, for dinner events, and which is kind of a pain, but it's also kind of fun. I mean, you know, getting <laughs> carried around. I want them to lift me up on their shoulders and carry me around that way, but they kind of refuse. They say, no, Dave. We love you, but we don't love you like that. Um, but I've been really fortunate that that my friends have been so accommodating. My family has been great. My sister is uh, – one of my sisters, Karen, is a physical therapist. So she uh, works with me on a regular basis uh, with 
problem areas. And my other sister is also helping me in other areas. She's more technically astute, uh, so she helps me with website stuff. Um, okay. So, yeah, no, it's I've been really, really fortunate. You've got a good team around you, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. It's definitely always good to have that support. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the stigma that um, – you know, people with MS have to deal with. You know, we talked about how you, I talked about earlier how you, you know, you crack jokes, but you also crack down the walls of stigma surrounding it by, by being so active and, and, you know, traveling and coming to conferences and, and just putting yourself out there. What are some of the stigmas that carry, you know, that come with that living with MS? Oh, that's, it's a good question, but it's, it's weird. I try uh, not to let uh, MS rule my life and uh, and that includes bothering me with any stigma crap so uh, I know it's there and I just try to ignore it um, I mean there's uh, it's it's unusual because with a lot of diseases they're invisible so people can't really see that you have a disability so they think you're right. perfectly healthy well you know I, I've got a wheelchair so people look at me and it's different because then they're like, oh, wow, poor guy, poor Dave. And I don't really want that to be the case either. I yeah. don't look at myself as, you know, poor Dave. Um, and uh, But I will say it's a little bit uh, troubling when I'm out and about with, say, Laura, and people will talk to her, and they'll totally ignore me. I'm, you uh-huh. know, I, my legs don't work, but – I'm not deaf. I can see you. And why don't you look over and talk to me? It's not that hard. So I, I don't know. Uh, there, there are challenges, but I figure, you know. Uh, Maybe misconceptions is a better life, word than, 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 than stigma. Uh, huh? Maybe more along the line of misconceptions, what people may may assume. Yeah, when they yeah but you could. Sure, sure. And, you know, and life isn't over when you have a, a chronic illness. It's just different. And um, I don't know. I try not to uh, uh, I try not to let that stuff weigh too much on me. If, if, if they've got a problem with it, it's their problem. It's not my problem. Absolutely. That's awesome advice. <laughs> So, so let me ask you about this. Um, one of the big things that we'd like to focus on, and you know, you've attended Healthy Voices, is, is self-care. The importance of self-care as a human being, and then also as an advocate, you know, who may be in the spotlight. What are some healthcare self-care practices that you, um, you know, that you practice, or things that you do to kind of ground yourself after a crazy week or weekend? Well, for me, it's it's exercise and that's and that's been shown in lots and lots of studies with multiple sclerosis to be extremely beneficial uh not just for symptoms uh with the disease but also potentially it could be disease modifying so exercise is something i do every day uh sometimes it's vigorous hardcore which is kind of crazy because i'm profoundly disabled but I will get out there and get my heart rate into the 150s and crank it on my my hand cycle out and about in the neighborhood. I'll stretch every day. I still, even though my legs don't work, I still exercise them. I would say exercise is probably one of the most important things I do 
for uh, self-care and MS. Uh, I also eat smartly, but when I say smartly, uh, I, I don't overeat and I don't eliminate a bunch of stuff. Uh, I don't go out of my way to consume, say, turmeric or whatever. And by the way, right. this is an interesting thing. If you ever want to Google turmeric and any other health condition, you will find that it cures every single thing from AIDS to erectile dysfunction. It's bizarre. So if you believe turmeric is helping your disease or your condition, maybe Google it and anything else. And if you see a hangnail, turmeric fixes a hangnail. I'm not joking. So that's, that's, that's my, that, that sticks in my craw. But anyway, that's a, that's a side thing. Oh, I love it. Um, Something that you were talking about, you said that you exercise a lot, and and I and I love the way that you have have kind of incorporated that into your advocacy in developing activemsers dot dot org. Um, when we go onto your onto your website, Dave, what will we find? Uh, you will find a website that is in desperate need of uh, revamping. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> That, we, we can get to that later, but uh, on my website, uh, it's it's not great for mobile, uh, but if you get on your desktop, you will discover a ton of valuable information of how you can exercise regardless of your disability. If you've got if you're in a wheelchair and only your arms work, I'll show you how you can exercise effectively and smartly uh, to get maximum benefit uh, from uh, working out on a regular basis. But I've also got stuff. uh, I've enlisted the help of some experts in physical therapy for multiple sclerosis. Uh, I've got a professional triathlete who chimes in with advice on how to stay, get motivated and stay motivated uh, to exercise. And I also cover lots of other things. Uh, travel. I've traveled all over the world. I've been to, my goodness, maybe over 50 countries. And wow. I tell people practical tips of how they can get around and keep doing what they love to do. And pretty much all of it is based on personal experience because I try to practice what I preach. Um, And then there's also a lot of stupid humor stuff because I get myself into all sorts of interesting situations. And it's just, yeah, I I could talk all day about stupid stories and accidents that I've gotten myself into and ideally gotten myself out of because we're on the phone talking to each other. I love it. Well, some of the things that I, one of the things that I really enjoyed, um, your website, I, I have to disagree. I think it's amazing. Um, but you also will go in and you will give a a completely just unbiased opinion about different gear, equipment, um, things like that that are available um, for people with disabilities. I, I found that section of your website incredibly informative. And then also just your blog where you talk about your stories like um, and like to, to incorporate how you how we mentioned that you use humor. You're talking about how, you know, being in a wheelchair, how it's great how you're always at the front of the lines or you get priority boarding on an airplane. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, thanks. I mean, with the, 
the interesting thing with the gear section of the website is that I used to be a uh, I used to own and edit a car magazine. The uh, funny thing is, I know nothing about cars, but I know how to write. And I also know how to test gear. So I took that knowledge uh, from the car magazine and applied that to gear for people with disabilities. So I test it, and I test it really, really well, really thoroughly. So when people are curious, hey, is this cooling vest going to help? I give it to them straight up. And that's that's one thing that that is weird about me and my advocacy is uh, I have not done anything to monetize it. And part of the reason is, A, I, I can afford to, to do that. But B, it also means that my gear reviews and my advice and my recommendations are straight up and they're not tainted with any sort of bias. This is what my experience is. I'm not getting kickbacks. And then ideally, if I do like gear, I'll talk to the manufacturer and say, hey, listen, I'd like to arrange for a 10, 15% discount for my followers. And that's all I ask. And they often will agree. Some some don't. uh, But a lot of times they'll say, hey, you know what? Sure. Now, that is amazing. Uh, Something else, too, um, on your website – People, other people living with with multiple sclerosis are able to share their own stories uh, to your website, correct? Uh, yeah, it, it's not direct. They need to write me first, and then I will add their story if I think it's a good one. And then we also have a forum, and the forum is a little different from your Facebooks and uh, your I don't know your Instagrams or your or Twitters. And the the reason I like the forum is because a lot of the articles are really valuable and they live a long time and uh, things get buried on Facebook. I know that. And but on the forum they don't. And if they do get buried, you can easily do a quick search and you'll find all this valuable information. And that part of my website is pretty unusual. And it's also extremely popular. Uh, just, I think, a few days ago, uh, we set a record of over 5,000 people. 5,500 were on there at one time. Wow. Basically researching, getting information, and and a lot of people don't post. It drives me bonkers. 5,000 people and maybe one person posted. They're going there for information, and I try to – I try to add new nuggets on a regular basis, probably two to three times a week. And other people chime in, but it's it, it's really an informative part of the website that will have lots of different scientific studies backing uh, exercise and other things related to multiple sclerosis. Awesome. And just again for our listeners, that is, Active MSers, that's active M S E R S dot org. You can go there and like Dave said, there is just a wealth of information. Um, not just for people living with multiple sclerosis, but also other people with, with disabilities on tips and tricks on how, like you said, to maneuver an airport, to get around in a parking lot and everything. It's it's just a lot of great information. And so next you Dave, also have I want to check to out about- 
Uh, just real quick, I just wanted to also give a shout out to his Instagram, which is also uh, the same handle, Active MSers. Um, it's amazing. You seeing where you're traveling in your photos? They are absolutely amazing, Dave. Where's the? I mean, you talked about traveling a lot. Where's the favorite place that you've traveled, maybe with your wife, out of all the places in the countries that you've been to? <laughs> well, since pretty much all of my travels have been with my wife, um, I well, there you it's. Go. Yeah, that's that's really – people ask me that all the time. Like, hey, where should I go? And I don't have good answers um, because I could say go to New Zealand or go to Bhutan or go to Japan or Thailand or Peru, and they're all amazing. So it's really hard to to narrow that down. Yeah, it's – but uh, yeah, we were just in Peru uh, recently, and I got to go to Machu Picchu, which is really hard in a wheelchair, wow. but it can be done. Um, I love it. I, I yeah. So I mean, that's yeah, so yeah, yeah. Don't don't. There there are too many places in the world that are just magical. Yeah. And I think they've. I mean, really, the the true message of your advocacy is that regardless of where it is you want to go, go, just go. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Just do it. Love it. I love it. Well, um, as, it, 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 as we alluded to at the beginning, Robert and I met you at Healthy Voices. Um, tell us about your Healthy Voices experience. Oh boy. Yeah. When I first applied to Healthy Voices, this was in their second year, and I was so excited and so confident I would get in, and then I got rejected, and. I was thinking these guys are crazy to reject me, so I'm gonna. I, I, I was gonna make it hard on them, so I sent them emails, um, nice emails, and told them I would bring it and put me on the wait list. And if if a spot opens up, I'm gonna come. You won't forget me, and I'll be back again. And fortunately, it worked out that. A spot opened up. I made it there, and boy, that really supercharged my advocacy in ways. I, I, it's it's just hard to to calculate. Absolutely. It, it launched. It launched. It really launched my Twitter. It launched my Instagram. It launched my YouTube. Uh, it it helped fine tune my website. It helped with my messaging. It's. <laughs> It has completely changed active MSers, and, and did, I, I couldn't did, be any more thankful. I was curious. Did, was it through seminars and things that you learned while attending the Healthy Voices Conference that that gave you the tools you needed to, to hit social media um, that hard? Well, it's interesting. It's part. It was part that and part leaning on other advocates and learning what they've done really well. So yes, the seminars were invaluable, but also just meeting and talking to other advocates and going to their websites and seeing what they've done and uh, not copying their their uh, their special uh, little niches, but maybe uh, yeah, taking the best parts and say, hey, this is something that I can do on my website too. I love that idea. And that's that's actually something that's going on that I'm doing right now because for 20 this just this past fall I was 
uh, awarded the Healthy Voices uh, Impact Fund, and I got a grant to rebuild my website, which is absolutely essential because I've figured out that I've got over 200,000 words between my main website and between my blog and all sorts of other things I've got going on. And so now I'm trying to, uh, or I'm developing uh, the website so that it's all incorporated and easy to search and find. And that's probably going to really change how people use active MSers and it'll make it uh, far more valuable. So even though you love the website now, just wait. You'll see, you'll see it change, and it'll be wow. Uh, it's I've already seen some early stuff, and it's fantastic. But I've still got maybe a hundred and eighty thousand words to figure out how I'm gonna, gonna make work. That's, it's funny, a lot. That's incredible. Congratulations, yeah. first on the, receiving the Impact uh, Fund award. Um, you know, I know that's something that is really helpful to advocates who are, who are trying to make a difference and can't, you know. Uh, afforded on their own, and the Impact Board has helped many, many uh, fellow advocates. And you were speaking about Healthy Voices and how, you know, the little nuggets you share from other, you get from other people's websites or having conversations, you know, that's kind of what Healthy Voices is all about for me, like going there and having all these advocates from across different health conditions and just kind of sharing a little, like, tricks of the trade with each other so we can help each other, like, you know, help more people. You know, it's just like the tribe feeding the tribe feeding the tribe, it feels like to me. So I totally yeah, agree with it, what you're saying with that. Yep, and you know, and they've had uh, and things that I might not have experienced, they might have experienced, and it, it's good for me to be prepared uh, because for a while, uh, when Healthy Voices first came out and they talked about burnout, and I was cocky. I'm like, I'm not going to get burned out. This is whatever. You know, I can do this. And uh, But then I started to lose some of my members and that affected me. And then some of my friends got sick and that affected me. And then I lost one of my really good friends uh, to, to MS. And that really affected me. He was He's just a little bit older than I am. And uh, yeah, it, it 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 floored me, and and I'm still kind of getting out of that tunnel because it was it, it's mentally can be really draining to be a health advocate, and uh, I poo pooed that at, at first, but I get yeah. it, and and that's it, it's really important to perhaps take a step back and refresh every now and then and reframe your efforts. Because if you're not healthy, you can't really help anyone else with your advocacy if you're struggling. So you need to get yourself right in order to help other people get right. So that's really important. And every year when Healthy Voices comes around, that's what that kind of does for me. It, like, recharges me as an advocate and, like, puts that spark under me. Like, let's go. It's time to do a little bit more work. You've, you're done resting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So, it, yeah, I think it's amazing. Absolutely. And I, I think I met you there. My first year was three years ago. And I think that – was that the first year that you went? When you did the oh, – I remember uh, you did open mic. No, I no, I was there uh, even in Chicago. W- w- either a year before that. Yep. Okay. 
Because I remember meeting you, and you were one of those people that stood out. You know, obviously, you know, you're in a wheelchair, so you're saying that a little bit. But your humor and your yeah. and, and the way that you you spoke to people, you know what I mean? Like you were very kind and and you know just who you, your nature with with individuals when you spoke. It was just it was everything was from the heart with you, and it kind of reminded me. You know, my dad had some mobile issues when he was alive and different things. So when I saw you, it kind of just reminded me of how kind you know. You can really be, even though you might not, you know, be the happiest person in the world. You could still be kind to people and still make people laugh and still live a wonderful life. And I think you're a great example of that. So, so you said I, I stood out even though I was in a wheelchair. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, with your comedy routines that you do at Open Mic, there's there's no way you cannot not stand out, Dave. All right. Okay, I like that. Oh, I did have that other – yeah, I did do my stand-up routine where I actually stood up. So, yeah, I guess – I remember that. that was kind of funny. Yeah. Well, the I just, and, and, and I sat right back down. So, I have I, – you know, I've got the skills. i got the stand-up but skills and sit-down skills. I think the year in Chicago that you did that, I think I was actually one of the volunteers who came up and held you on the one oh, side yeah, of you no, when, we you stood, when you stood up. <laughs> absolutely it's funny absolutely yeah. no i remember that yeah yeah well not only that but it was funny. also it was it was it was as someone who was the first time attendee at the time it was also very moving for me just to see just to see that that instant camaraderie that that just happens at healthy voices um with all these health advocates coming from across all these different health conditions and when we come together and sit in a room you know we realize that we're not all that different from one another, even though our conditions are vastly different, we're not that different. And uh, right. that's, that's one, of, one of my favorite things of, of Healthy Voices. And you touched on that, Dave. And other than open mic night, what is your favorite thing about Healthy Voices? Oh, boy. Uh, you know, people ask me this, and it changes because everything is my – oh, no, the one thing that's not my favorite is – Doggone, they've got so many healthy items for the food. It's like, oh, come on. Can't we just have a piece of pizza? A butt. <laughs> uh, but, right? but, but realistically, I, I, I love the networking. I love the seminars. Uh, I love the – it's going to sound strange. I love the hugging because we're all in our individual struggles and – to be able to know that you're not alone and that other people are going through some other stuff. And I, I want to try to help lift all those people too. And sometimes, sometimes you can't, and that's really a tough thing, but man, there's just, there's so much power and it's so uplifting that you just can't help. But when you leave to feel just Energized out the again wazoo. Whatever, whatever a wazoo is. <laughs> whatever a wazoo is. I love it. I love it. Well, Dave, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day today to to talk with Robert and I. Like I said, we are just, just some great admirers of yours and and respect the hell out of you for everything that you do. Um, uh, you better be ready for what's coming up because I've got some I've got some interesting things in the works, but I can't really talk about them yet because I got to get the website done because I don't want to 
do all this great advocacy and then have people come over and say, well, it's not really set up for the for my phone and I can't see what you're doing. So, yeah. but I've got some well, really neat things. Huh? I would say that's an incentive for for all of our listeners to to find you on either Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Active MSers, um, Twitter as well, and then also your website, activemsers.org. And yep. everyone can keep abreast of, of what you're up to. And for for Twitter, it's ActiveMSer. Uh, there's no S. So uh, look for me on all those different social media channels, or or look for me in the in the news. So because uh, I've got another project that's not necessarily directly ActiveMSers related. But it could make worldwide news because I've got an idea that could reframe and transform the whole state of New Mexico. So I'm working on that too. So if you hear any crazy New Mexico story come out, there's not – it's not a – it's not unrealistic that I'm involved in that. So pay attention. But that might be, that might be down the line. Awesome. I love it. Well, Dave, thanks again so much for joining us today. All righty. Hey, I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to me, and I can't wait to see you in Dallas this spring. Yes, sir. Yes, Yes, I can't wait to give you a hug. All righty. Make it a good one. All right, Dave. You got it. Have a great day. Okay, thanks. Bye. There you go. Uh, Dave Bexfield, another great show down down the tubes. Uh, Definitely uh, awesome to, to talk to him, and I can't Great to see him, uh, Brady. Um, I'm excited, man. It was a good yes. show, and I think uh, people need to go check out his website for sure. But I'm excited for everybody to tune in this week. Um, any final words you have for our listeners, Brady? Uh, just, I just want to re- encourage everyone to go and, and check out Dave's website, activemsers.org. There's just so much, like I said, a wealth, and it's a vault of great information. Um, like I said, not just for those living with multiple sclerosis, but but any disability. Um, like I said, there's just lots of great uh, tips and tricks and and how to navigate this uh, this world uh, living with a disability. A lot of great information. Yeah, he's definitely incredible, man. We'll have to have him back for an update once uh, we find some more things. So we just want to thank everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>